Hey, be sure to check out all of our weekly services and our Sunday morning now. You can see it via Facebook Live and on our new YouTube channel. Just search for Place of Grace Church on either platform and join us each Wednesday night for Wednesdays in the Word Adult Bible Study, our United Streamline service, as well as our Grace Kids service on Sundays and our worship service at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. We hope and pray to see you there. Church to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Pastor Sean. It's good to have everybody here tonight. We pray you're doing well. Pray all is going well for you on this Wednesday, uh, halfway through the week. And uh, I'll tell you, I can't get to the end soon enough. But uh, God is faithful, uh, despite what we're going through or what you're going through. Just remember that He is always faithful and always has our hand, our times in His hands, as we've talked about in the previous studies. Uh, tonight, we're going to continue with our God's Plan of Assurance series. Uh, last week we talked about the assurance of God's guidance and I want to just hit some high points of what we talked about last week and then just spend a few minutes on on maybe a second part of this that we can kind of take with us and apply to our hearts about the guidance of God but first let's open up in prayer Lord I thank you Father for each one that is joined tonight I ask Lord you prepare their hearts Lord anoint their hearts to, to receive your word fathers we study your word and we, we learn to apply it to our lives we're thankful, we're thankful, Father, for your mercy, for your grace, and for your word, Lord, that teaches us to live and how to live for you. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Last week we talked about a few things as we talked about the assurance for God's guidance. And our scripture base was out of four, Proverbs 14, 12. And we talked about the problem that people face. Uh, we learned that in Proverbs 14, 12, it says it, it, that there's a way that seems right to a person, but the end thereof is death. Uh, we learned that, you know, men men and women, we're, us as humans, we think we know it all. We think we have the answers. We think we know how to get through everything, but the, the truth is we don't. Uh, we learned that God says, indeed, my plans are not like your plans. Uh, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. Um, and it said, and then we also learn that the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, which still floors me when I read that scripture. Um, but we learned about how, you know, the problem that we face is that we think what we do, or, you know, we think we know what to do or how to do it, or that, you know, maybe the best way to handle the situation. And the truth is, though God has given us wisdom and to think, to plan and to live, we don't know it all. Uh, we don't have all the answers. Uh, we don't have all the wisdom. Um, and we don't have all the answers and everything it takes to really direct our lives. Um, but we learn that luckily there is a promise from God. And that promise gives us the declaration from Scripture that God cares about each of us and wants each one of our lives, wants to direct each one of our lives. Um, you know, how we learned about how how superior his plan must be in every detail of our life you see i think we get kind of caught up on just life in general and we think god doesn't care about this or that and the other yes he does care about the you know the the way that you present yourself he does care about you know the the work the job that you do have or he does care about your health yes he does care about the small thing you know maybe i like this girl i like this guy or or he does care about the relationship factor in your life 
God cares about everything in our life, and He wants to be a part of everything. And the way to do that is we've learned, as we talked about, submitting to God's will. And sometimes that takes an entire lifetime to do. But if we learn to do so at wherever stage of life we're at now, if we learn to try to do this, if we try our best to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not rely or, or lean on my own understanding, as Proverbs 3, 5 says, but I acknowledge him in all of my ways, then he will make my path straight. You see, when I take these scriptures to heart and I sit down for just a few minutes, it doesn't matter what kind of storm I'm in. It doesn't matter what kind of stressful time I'm in or peaceful time. I can learn to trust the Lord. And I know that when I do this, he's given the best, you know, he's given his word for, so that I might know his will and to have his purpose in my life. Um, you know, listen, we, we've learned that, we, you know, God we have to learn to trust God in His direction and entrust our way with Him. And what we talked about last week is that's just not in the cards for a lot of us. A lot of us like to be in the driver's seat. A lot of us like to steer the car. I know in, in, in real life I do, but uh, I'm not the best passenger. But um, let me tell you what, if, if I know that God has a plan for my life, I need to learn how to be a passenger. I need to learn to trust the GPS. My, you know, my God provided uh, whatever S would be, I guess. But um, my, my God provided salvation. There we go. Uh, anyway, my, my plan. I got to follow God in my direction. And, um, you know, it says the intention of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue comes from the Lord. And, and we learned that in Proverbs 16. We saw, you know, a person plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. And Proverbs 16. So really what we're looking at when we read the scripture is that, yeah, we, we think we might have the answer, but ultimately God holds the entire thing in his hands. Um, and we looked at some passages of God's will, and we talked about how some people, when we pray for God's will, it's like, who will I, Lord, whom do I marry? You know, whom, whom, where do I need to work, Lord? You know, what car should I buy? You know, what house should I buy? Um, should I go to college? And if so, where? Uh, what kind of you know, pastor, does God, does the, does the church need, or or what can this, that, and the other, and, and there's specific things, and a lot of times those are selfishly asked prayer requests, and and and, and like I want this this way, God. We learn it's not really what we should pray. We should pray, Lord, Thy will be done. Um, James four fifteen says, If the Lord wills, we shall live, and also do this or that. And when we put ourselves in the center of God's plan and God's will, that's exactly what our life will be. And that's not to be loosey-goosey and just let it, you know, do as we will. Um, you know, the, let, let the winds blow me well I will. No, 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 that's not what it's meaning. That means being foundationally set in God's word, listening attentively to the Holy Spirit and to the direction to which he is leading. And we still live. We still go on and get a job. We still allow him to show favor upon each and every place that we go. Uh, we still think on our own and this and the other, but we allow him to be a big, the, the main portion of our life. Lord, I really want to do this. Is this wise of me to do? And listen, listen, because he will direct you. He will direct his, your, your footsteps. That's exactly what his word says. That when we trust in him and we don't lean to our own understanding, our own ways, but we, we trust in him, that he will direct our path. That's God's word speaking to you. That's not just some person that penned a piece of paper. That is God's word. And I think we need to put that to test sometimes in some decisions that we make. We, talk, we learned also just briefly, uh, we looked where God's will was specifically mentioned. Um, 
you know, just a brief glance of, of some passages where the will of God was found quickly to show us that God's primary concern is the realm of our spiritual concern, you know, our, in our spiritual life. And we learn that, in, like in Ephesians 6, 6, not like those who do work when someone's watching, but as people pleasers, but as slaves and of Christ doing the will of God. We, we do the will of God because that's who we are. We love our God. We want to please Him. We want to do what's right in His sight. And so we are going to do whatever it takes to do the will of God. You know, And how do we know the will of God? Again, by the Scripture, by the, the Scriptures that He's given. Briefly, in tonight's study, so that kind of catches us up to the end of last week, there are some principles that we must apply in order to um, follow God's will and doing God's will. And that essential, you know, in, 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 that needs to be done with devotion and desire. And the essential foundation of discovering and doing God's will is in devotion to God and the desire to do His will. The real question is, do you want to do God's will? Or are you happy doing what you do? See, here's the difference. When you do what you do, there's a limit. And you're going to hit that and then you're going to find out that you're not as happy as you thought you would be when you got to the end of that road. But doing God's will, there's a never-ending joy. There's a never-ending, you know, I just want to keep doing this, keep doing this. And, and it's just fulfillment of His riches and His joy and, and peace that goes along with fulfilling God's will, God's plans for your life. And to please and glorify Him rather than to live out our own desires. This is a tough teaching. This isn't something that just can be easily taught. Or, or easily go out and do. You can't wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to live this way. It, it, it's going to be tough for some of us. Some of us are more selfish in, in, in our own ways than others. Some of us, you know, we have a great big heart, but, but the human element is I really want to take care and I protect myself and it's about me. That's just kind of the human element from the most of the heart. And so teaching this is saying, all right, yeah, I want to do things my way or I want to do things this way, but Lord, what is your will for my life? What is your desire for my life? And this takes devotion and takes desire. You've got to have that devotion to God 100%. And you've got to have the desire to do His will, whatever comes, whatever may come. And we've got to have that desire, again, to please and to glorify Him rather than our, live out our own desires. Again, as mentioned, this isn't our natural makeup. This isn't what we're made of, you know. Uh, we're not made really to submit our wills. You know, that's not very easy to submit our desires and what we want. But we need to look at ourselves in the spiritual mirror and we need to ask, who do I want to live for? Me or God? Who am I living for? Am I living for myself or am I living for God? And that's when I think when we ask ourselves that question, you're going to be rather surprised at maybe the answer. You know, and, and, and maybe write, write it down on a piece of paper. You know, where do you find yourself selfish? Where do you find yourself when maybe a little bit of selfishness creeps in? Uh, maybe where do you find yourself where you are doing the will of God and you found your, you found your niche there in that one specific area? Um, but we need to ask that question. Who do I want to live for? Me or God? Here's some scripture text that can help us with this. Psalms 25, 12 says, The Lord shows His faithful followers the way they should live. I'll tell you what, I, I, I want to be a faithful follower. I want to be a faithful follower to my God. I want to be able to lay my head down at night and say, I've done what the Lord has called me to do for this day. And I want to be able to do that because He's going to show me the way to live. 
And sometimes, you know, that rod that he carries, you know, uh, in Psalms 23, yeah, I need a little, you know, maybe I need a little correction. So he uses that rod. But sometimes he uses that staff to pull me away from my selfish ways. But the Lord shows his faithful followers the way they should live. I want to be that. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 says, So then whether we are alive or away, we make it our ambition to please him. If I was to ask you one question tonight, what is your ambition? Is it to please yourself? Is it to please your spouse? Is it to please your co-workers? Is it maybe to please your kids? Who are you living for tonight, truthfully? And me even serving Jesus Christ. Who are you truly living for? Who... Who's, who, what's your ambition to, you know, to live for? Is it to please Jesus Christ? Or is it to please you and to see how much you know, uh, we can get before we die? Or how much money I can put in the bank? Or how many you know, relationships can I have? You know, it's a good question to ask as we look in the spiritual mirror. Psalms 37, 4 and 5 says, Then you will take delight in the Lord, and He will answer your prayers. Commit your future to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act on your behalf. I love this one. I really do. And I take this one to heart. I've, I've actually used this scripture in, um, in looking for jobs, you know, in the past. You know, delight in myself, you know, take delight in the Lord, take joy in the Lord, and he will answer my prayers. See, you got, I think what we just got to kind of grasp a hold of is that God wants the best for you. And a lot of times when things don't work out, we get a little attitude with God. Well, that's not fair, God. I wanted this, and you didn't let me have this. You ever thought about why he maybe he didn't let you have that? You ever thought about why he didn't let you marry that person? Or maybe he didn't let you have that car? I gave you the, the example of my Durango last week, of how what a poor decision that was. And, and I truly do believe God tried his best to keep me from going down to L.A. to buy that, that piece of garbage car. But you know what? He's not going to... He's not going to... Tie our hands to it. You know, we're free moral will and, and you know, we're free moral agents. We have a, he's given us the ability to make our own decisions, but he will do his best to try to stop us. But if we don't listen, that's on us. And so it's, it's really important that we trust because if we trust in him, the Bible says here in this word, he will act on your behalf. He will bestow favor. He will open doors and close doors according to his awesome will. And so I think we just got to get a hold of this tonight to commit our future to the Lord. Right now, we don't know what the future is, right? Here we are sitting on a live, uh, you know, on a, on a pre-recorded met, uh, service Bible study because we can't get together because of uncertain times. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but God does. So what? you know what? I'm going to go ahead and commit my future to him, and I'm going to trust him so that he will act on my behalf. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 says, Finally then, brothers and sisters, we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive instruction from us above, from us about how you must live and please God as you were in fact living, that you do so more and more. You see, once we do this, once we get into a habit of trusting God and following His will and desiring and devoting our lives to His will, it kind of becomes natural. It's just the way we live. I want to please Him. I want to do the Lord's will. You see, because there's joy in the Lord's will. There's comfort and peace, even in the hard times. There's still those things. The Lord never, never lets those things go away when we're serving Him. 
even in the tears because we don't understand he's still there and we can know without a shadow of a doubt with the peace that passes all understanding that all is well he has everything in his hands including this path that you're currently on and james 4 3 4 says this you ask and you don't receive because you ask wrongly how many times have we heard this preached to us you know so you can spend it on, on your passions you know i want a million dollars god well why you know what what's the reason i mean God understands the intentions of the heart. You see, he, he understands the true intentions of why you're asking what you're asking. He knows the thoughts in your mind and your heart. And so when we're asking, we're, you know, we're not, it's not like we're fooling the Wizard of Oz. You know, he's not some man behind the curtain. He knows all and is all. And so when we ask, we need to ask with the right motives. We need to ask in the right direction. And there has to be, you know, some serious devotion to the lord's will when we ask for certain things lord do i go this way prime example lord um are you sure you want me to be the pastor of this church and and i'll never forget the lord giving me the answer and and i and i asked a couple of times because i just i wanted to be sure you know and i wanted to ensure that i knew that the sacrifices that it was going to take i knew the difficulty of the situation for, um that it was going to entail but I also know my God, and when he calls you, and then he speaks to your heart more than once the same thing, and he confirms it, then you, 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 you'd be, a, well, I'm going to just say it, you'd be a fool not to, to trust him and walk in what he's called you to walk in. Ephesians 6, 6 says, Not like those who do work only when someone's watching as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart. And, and so we're not just doing this to, to be a people pleaser. You're not just going around like the like the Pharisees were and, and acting like you're a Christian in this situation. We need to be that type of person where we're following the Lord's will every single day and we're doing our best to seek it out each and every day. Not to say that you can go say, Oh well, that's I I'm following the will of God. No, look, that don't don't be don't be bogus like that. You know, there's no show off with show here. Be real. And, you know, if someone says, oh, yeah, do this, and you know what, let me pray about it, and let me make sure it's good, and, and I'll get back to you in a couple of days. You know, don't don't make rash decisions and, and make yourself to be a holier-than-thou type of person. No, just be real and, and, and let truly follow God um, from, from your heart. We need facts and data from the Word of God. And uh, I want to spend just a few minutes here uh, about some data from the word of God, right? And ensuring that the will of God, about, about the will of God. Um, first off, there's precepts or commands, okay? And this refers to the detailed commands of the word given to guide our conduct. The word of God is given to instruct, teach us how to walk, teach us how to live as Christians while we're journeying through this world. It is God's will for us to pray. We know that. It is God's will for us to read our Bible. We know that. It is God's will for us to assemble together regularly. We know that, and we're working on that. I promise. Uh, it's, it, is, it is God's will for husbands to love their wives, and etc. Uh, we're not to steal. We're not to commit adultery. We're not to lie. We're not to murder, uh, spread gossip, or grumble, or, or be critical. These are all things that are, that are in the Word of God, and that are commands in the Word of God. And all such commands express the will of God. So God's Word is a map to the, uh, the living for, for the Christian life. It's, it, it, the, well, I don't know how to live the Christian life. Well, then you're not reading your Bible. Because it's pretty clear in the Bible not to be cursing. 
It's pretty clear in the Bible not to be gossiping. It's pretty clear in the Bible not to be using foul language. It's pretty clear in the Bible not to be lying or stealing or you know any other sin that you can think of. It's clear in the Bible. And if you can read English, you know you can read the Bible. And you can't use the excuse of, well, I just don't know how to live the Christian life. Well, then you ain't reading your Bible. And, and so we need to get in, more involved into the Word and really apply what it means to live the Christian life. Um, God, God will guide us, and, and he, he does guide us through His Word. Here, here's kind of an illustration. If a roadside reads speed limit 30 miles per hour, this is a precept or, or a command. A biblical precept is forgive one another. Right, um, it's 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 kind of not really an option, right? The speed limit is thirty. That's that's the way it is. It's the law. If you're doing thirty-one, you're breaking the law. Um, the biblical precept is forgive one another. If you have an issue with your brother, the Bible says, go take care of it become, before you come to worship. And and so these are commands in the Bible, and I think. You know, unfortunately, I think the church is kind of watering some of this stuff down. And, and with the, heart, the Bible's too hard. It's really not. You know, God's, God wants the best for you. God wants the best for all of us. And we just he's put some pretty simple commands in there, you know, um, that, that can be, that, that are doable. They're not, you know, they're not all of them are simple. I get that. But they're doable. And with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, they're very doable. And we can learn to live that way. Psalms 119.9 says this, How can a young person maintain a, a pure lifestyle? Before, by following your instructions, it says. By following your instructions. Romans 12.2 says, Now we know that God's judgment is in accordance with the truth against those who practice such things. You see, there's, there's a way to live and there's a way not to live. And I think we need to get back to, to follow the will of God, to get into the will of God. I think would be wise to really start studying the word of God. Some of us we've been raised in church all our lives, and and you could probably tell you tell Bible stories up, up and down, but do you truly know the Word of God? Does it apply? Does it does it flow from your heart or just in your mind? I say you know if it's flowing from your heart, you're going to do these type of things. You're going to do your best to to live by the Word of God. There's also principles and guidelines, right? So we have precepts and commands, but then there's also principles and guidelines in the Word of God. The general directions or guidelines have multiple applications. They form sayings to maybe guide us where Scripture doesn't give us direct commands like we talked about a few minutes ago. Another illustration is if a roadside reads drive carefully, it, it gives us a general principle to be applied uh, despite maybe the variety of conditions, right? Uh, a biblical principle in this, in this example would be that is everything is lawful but not everything is beneficial, 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says. Listen, this goes back to the old conversation of, um, you know, is drinking wrong, right? And uh, listen, I, I don't recommend it. I don't. I know the Bible has people that where they drink wine and this, that, and the other. And But if you do a study on that, tell me where it did them any good. Oh, well, Jesus turned water into wine and, and wait, you know, this, that, and the other. It's, okay, all right, well, let's talk about that later. But let's just look over the overall about alcohol in the Bible. It never really worked out very well for any situation. And see, in Christ, we have the liberty to do a number of things, but you know, that are not maybe not specifically forbidden in Scripture. But are they really profitable to our body and to the testimony of others? Are you going to go to hell if you have a glass of wine? 
no, sir, no, ma'am, I don't believe that at all. But I believe you need to work that out with God. And is that God's will for your life? Um, I will be honest with you right now. If, if I was to have a, a drink, knowing that God delivered me from that, I'm putting myself back into that, that, uh, that slavery, then yeah, I would be, I'd be committing a sin personally, um, and I'd be going back into slavery. So I believe it, it is wrong uh, for me uh, to even dabble in it. Um, I, I do believe the Bible says you're going to work out your own salvation but with fear and trembling, but I, I think that can get a, kind of get washed over as well. And so we need to be careful when we use that, that scripture, not out of text, you know, out of context, basically. Um, Paul even talks about, you know, hey, don't offend your brother, you know, when if you do something, but you know it's bothering him, you know, don't do it in front of him. So you need to work out that salvation. And I only use the drinking as just as, a, as a, an example, um, but you can put anything into that place. It, again, we have a liberty to do a number of things, but is, is it specifically, you know, uh, good enough? Is it profitable for your body or for your testimony to others? And is it following God's will? That's the key that we want to make sure we're following through this study. And so we, we really, as Christians, I think it's more important than ever before to really, again, dial into the Word of God. Lord, what's your will for my life? Is this good for me to do? And listen, we're, we're, not, we're not robots. And, and some, we're, we're not, let's use common sense here. You know what's wrong and what's right when you're following Jesus Christ. You know what's, what a sin is and when you're disobeying or not. It, it, it's, there's, no, there's no gray area there. You know if you're spitting out cuss words, I'm sorry, you know that's not right. You know if you're in there sleeping around with somebody else, you know that ain't the Lord's will for your life. So let's stop playing the, the, the little games and really get to the Word of God and just live for Him fully and d desire to, to, to live for Him, have devotion to Him, desire to do His will above any and all things. And, and God says, I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to fulfill your life. I'm going to give you life and life more abundant. I'm going to give you joy that you've never seen or had before. And that's what He is saying. So we're going we're gonna to put help the pause button here tonight. But I want to just retract the, the kind of few things we just really quick in closing to understand that God's will is truly where we want to live as Christians. For some of us, we're here and you're, you're, you're older, you've lived for the Lord for many a years and you've, you've been walking with him and had a relationship with him. And I think if we asked you, how's it been, you know, walking for the Lord with the Lord and, and you know, do you feel you've been walking in his will? Um, you'd probably be able to say, yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's joyful. Can I tell you? It's awesome. I know that I am I am walking in the will of the Lord in doing what I am doing, what in, in my calling that that you know I'm I'm walking in. I truthfully do have a joy. I truthfully do have a peace. Does that mean it's easy? No, sir, no ma'am. Nobody said the Lord's will would be easy. He just said that he would take care of you and he'd give you, he'd look out for you and he'd provide for you and he would you know, you're basically pleasing the Lord and you're doing what you're called to do in your purpose. Um but again, use the Word of God to, to beginning tonight. Really get into the Word, church, especially during this time that we're not able to be together. And, and use this time to really just get to know Him and get closer to Him and find out what His will is for your life. And then we'll, uh, we'll continue this study next week. Um, with that being said, God bless, church. We'll talk to you in about a half hour for Lift My People for Prayer. And if you can't make that, we'll see you Sunday morning. God bless.